Hola, Amen. Amen. Best looking guy. Best, lo- best looking <laughs> guest we've had on, on the pod so far. Well, you confirm it with Will Ferrell, indeed. <laughs> well, hey, Carlos Vela was on. You're in good yeah. company. I'm still, I, I, I'm still, I, I still win. I'm sorry. So to start out, you know, actor, singer, host, and most importantly, LASC fan, seeing him in everything from Jane the Virgin to loaning his voice to the blockbuster hit Coco, and now just premiered in the new sitcom on CBS called Broke. Uh, Jaime Camille, thank you for being here. Really oh, appreciate you, you joining us on Shooting the Shot. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. This is my team. This is my family. I support LAFC passionately, and I'm very happy to be here. Now, I won't say the same thing with my fellow actor, Jordan C. Harvey. <laughs> wow. I'll tell he you what, right we, we, yeah, yeah, we did jump right into it. And, and fellow SAG <laughs> after a member, thanks to you, buddy. Are you? <laughs> you. <laughs> it's, all, it's all because of you guys. Are you kidding me? I love it. I love it. Larry, <laughs> looking good, Larry. Thank you. Likewise, I, I love your jacket, my friend. Thank you, man. I, it's the only one I wear. Well, welcome to you our, you are our uh, fourth guest on Shooting the Shot, uh, you know, uh, an original LAFC podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, oh, you know, thank you for having me, guys. There's a lot of people who, who swing from one side to the next in uh, quarantine, whether they're too busy or they have so much time. So where do you land in that spectrum? I, I think I'm in between. I think I'm in between because, you know, uh, our kids, they go to public school, but we are very privileged and lucky to be in a very good school district. So the homeschooling, do teachers should get paid 700% more of what they make. It is insane, the homeschooling, but we have great, great teachers. They send, you know, the, the, the things and the grammar and the books they need to read and the math exercises. But still, you have to sit down with your kids, which you, we endure our kids because they came out of our wife's bodies. So we are more patient with them. But imagine a teacher having to deal with 35 of these little sh- beautiful things, creations of God. You could say that some of them might be obnoxious and they have to deal with 30 of them, 35. So teachers, oh my God, they're heroes. I mean, it's incredible. But yeah, we're doing hanging in there and doing a lot of activities with them and art things. And we go out for walks, even though here in Los Angeles, when you go out for a walk, they look at you like you're a criminal. But you do it's have true. to breathe fresh air it's eventually. True. Isn't there that, that awkward moment where maybe they get a little too close and you're like, ah, 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 six, six feet, six feet. Yes. But as you know, <laughs> we are shameless. So we don't care. You know, yeah. some people, some people get really uh, like, oh, my God, how, how, how am I going to say this to this person? I'm like, just say it. Just yeah. say it. Can we talk about you? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, so the- no, Larry, I do not get paid to support LAFC. No, Larry, <laughs> I'm not one of the owners. No. Thank you, Thank you for clarifying those, those two burning issues. Uh, that's it's the first right? question. And you can, you know, we have a full research staff working for this little show. It's crazy. And just, you never know if, if the information that you find on the internet is accurate. But is it right that your Full name is Jaime Federico Said Camille Saldana da Gama. Yes, right on. Wow. First person ever to say it correctly. And I am, and yes, I am hated when I go to do the green card applications <laughs> or any government thing. I am hated. Like, dude, stop messing with us. What's your name? I'm like, that's my name. It doesn't fit. Like it, the, the computer anyway. is not taking your name. <laughs> so, so legally in the U.S., I have like two different names. They, they're, they're, they're both me, <laughs> and they're both legal. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. But it's interesting. I mean, it has so many. I mean, you dissect that name, and there's so many different uh, things to dabble in. Um, I know Larry. We talked about him being part Brazilian, Mexican, yeah. and then Egyptian. Yeah. Correct. Egyptian from my dad, my, my grandfather on my dad's side, he was from Egypt. And then my mom is from Brazil and it's a whole mixture there. But, you know, I think that back in the days, it was such an like, you know, for, for our dads, it's like, no, you have to have my name and then you have to have your grandpa's name and then you're there. And it's like, 
why would I, I didn't, I didn't uh, the, play that joke on my kids, by the way. They have like <laughs> Jaime Camille Balvanera, Elena Camille Balvanera. That's it. Done. Got it. And how do you find your way to the country of Italy to study opera? Oh, my teacher, Eugenia Suti. Eugenia Suti is part Italian. So when I started singing lessons and whatever, uh, I started with her and, and she gave me this classical, classical training, like classical opera training. It was kind of boring, to be honest, but it is, it was, it is the base, you know, it's like, it's like you, if you want to dance hip hop and if you have ballet background, it's going to be kind of like easier to understand balance and understand many, many things. So I think having the, the basics and the roots of, of, of classical opera singing there, it's, uh, it really helped my career. So I have one more quick background question before Harvey gets into some of the more hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. But like, saw, why did we cancel the CONCACAF trip? That's yeah. bullshit. <sighs> Don't even oh get God. us started on I know, that. I know, I know. Uh, the, this week would have been the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final, but a story wow. for another day, hopefully still to be told. Yeah. But I, I noticed that you got your start in the entertainment business in radio, and Harvey and I are kind of starting in a radio-like medium as well, although there is a little video component. But do you think that he and I could end up with a show on CBS like you did? Oh, most definitely. But of course, if you can dream it, you can be it. <laughs> you can, you can do whatever you want. That's, that's the, I, there, there are no limitations when it comes to the, to the human will and, and the power that of, of uh, manifesting things. If you just say, you know, sometimes you say things and, and people go like, no, no, don't say it. you're going to jinx it. Right. Right. That's, that's both. No, no. Say it. The universe has big ears. And the universe, God, karma, whatever you believe in, it hears. And, and if you are a kind human living with a, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to say perfectly. I want to say well-calibrated moral and ethical compass, most probably you will get rewarded <laughs> with like something that. good and something positive. I totally believe in that. And I mean, I'm, not that we're, we're shooting for a, an acting career like you, but that'd be difficult to reach. Um, <laughs> well, thank but, you. but anything's, anything's possible for sure. I know, I know Larry's hoping to be on Broke at some point. So you got you to make that happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Larry. You're going to have to talk to my people, which is to my, to my left. I know someone that could get you into Broke, and it's uh, right here. Now tell us about Broke. Obviously, it's the hottest thing going right now. Um, how how did the premiere go? How did how did it take off? It, it was mean, the amazing. Timing, the, the timing is is pretty key as well, right? I mean, that's amazing. It's pretty key, but but um, you might think that because people are are home, uh, you know, ratings are going like wow, like it, they don't spike. Actually, some shows decline on the ratings really? not because we're home means because there's so many options there's yeah. so many options and let's face it everybody's watching tiger king i mean <laughs> i couldn't get i couldn't get through it man i couldn't get really? through it i would much <laughs> rather watch broke four times over than than it's watch tiger, the king. tiger king is i believe that maybe me being from mexico it is like wow what the what the this universe, <laughs> what is this universe that actually exists in this country? And uh, it's so entertaining and bizarre uh, and disturbing and funny. Like all of the feelings together, right, in one show. But, uh, but no, you know, people have a lot of options. They have Netflix. They have, about, you know, major networks and everything. But it, we were so, so like words of gratitude. You can never find enough words of gratitude when you – premiere a show and you premiere as the number one comedy debut of the season. It's like, what the Congratulations. hell just happened? Thank Congratulations. you. Yeah, it's that's so, amazing. Fantastic. Thank you. It's so nice. And it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and we're happy. That means that, well, the people really are, they're enjoying the show. So we are so happy. And as you know, we're on Thursdays night, Thursday nights on CBS, 9 30 PM, 8 30 central. So it's a great 
day for CBS because it's a very powerful uh, comedy day for CBS. They start with Young Sheldon, then they have uh, Man, Man with a Plan, then they have Mob, which is hilarious, and then they have us. So it's a very fun day to bring joy into people's lives and, and put a smile on their faces, which is in, desperately needed right now in these difficult, difficult times that we're living. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, you know, when you do comedy, it's very nice. Sometimes you're walking on the street and people will stop you and go like, dude, you know, thank you. I'm going through a difficult financial time or I just went through a, for a family member just passed. And, you know, watching you guys on television puts a smile in my, in my, in my face. So that's very nice. I read a bit of history that when I first read it, it was hard to believe. And you'll correct me if it's not accurate, but the first sitcom in 50 years on CBS to have a, a Hispanic actor in the lead since Desi Arnaz on I Love Lucy? Apparently that's accurate. I didn't know. I was presenting at the WGAs and the writers gave me this like, oh, you know, I'm going to be in this long list of Latin American men who have led CBS starting Desi Arnaz. And then there was like a long, pause. oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, and I mean, I'm like, wow, guys, this is really funny. And they're like, well, it's not, it's not actually a joke. It's, it's, it's a fact. And I'm like, what? But, uh, but listen, I always like to concentrate in the positive, in the, in the things that are, the things that are actually happening and not why they did not happen like 70 years ago. That, that concentrating in that brings nothing to the table, you know, brings just, uh, bitterness and and bitching about things that you know let's concentrate on the positive i remember how, being at the cbs upfronts last year at the beautiful carnegie hall and uh and you know every single cbs president was like we're going to embrace diversity we're going to embrace inclusiveness we're going to uh, be more diverse and you know kudos to them because they're they're sticking to their word and now we have you know you have so many shows bob bob loves abishola uh you know our show bro you have even like some phrases spoken speaking spoken spanish uh, with subtitles and it's just amazing you know it's it's good it's good that's that's just how the world the world is right now now we had uh we had will on as the first guest and he gave us some insight into how some of these movies were made and and not so uh not so easy i i guess i'd say as some of the hurdles that he had to go over uh, with some of the movies was was broke just one of those that the timing was right they were embracing diversity and this kind of hit right at that time or um, was it something that you pitched for years and finally came into its own well that's a, that's a, what, what movies are was will talking about out of curiosity anchorman he he talked oh, wow. about uh how long that journey was and how there were days where they would go to 10 meetings and get rejected 10 times wow no to be honest i was I think ignorance got the best of me because the natural progression for my career was probably to do a Rogelio de la Vega spin-off. You know, my, my character on Jane the Virgin, his name was Rogelio de la Vega. And Mark Pedowitz, the president of the Ken Network, it was pretty much green lit. It was green, it was green lit, is it or green lit? Green lit. Green lit. It was green lit. Like the, the spin the Rogelio de la Vega spin-off was was a was a given. Like, sure, let, let's do it. And, and then uh, I talked to my really, really dear friend, love friend now, Jenny Ehrman. She was our showrunner on Jane the Virgin. I'm like, Jenny, what do you think? And we were talking about the projects that I've done in Mexico. And I talked about it on Eva's heels. If you can imagine me as a woman in a Tootsie, Mrs. Doubtfire kind of way. Um, yeah, it was. Can. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yes. Imagine, imagine Sasquatch, but a little bit better looking. <laughs> and uh, so... And then we talked about Bro, Que Pobres Tan Ricos, which that's the name of the Mexican version. And she loved it. And she was like, let's pitch it to CBS. I'm like, amazing, let's do it. Dude, I didn't know that to get a show on CBS, on air, it's an impossible freaking task. Like, impossible. But I was like, sure. I'm thinking like, sure, let's pitch it. We're going to be shooting it in probably two months. Amazing. So we go, we pitch to CBS comedy, this, the, the broke, and they like it. Thank God. They love it. And thank God they buy the pitch, not even the script. We didn't have a, a, a proper script. Wow. So they say, okay, we'll buy the pitch because we were associated with Jenny Ehrman, with our showrunner, Alex Herschlag, 
who was in charge or still is in charge of Will and Grace. Uh, ben Silverman, my producing partner, who has produced everything from The Office to The Biggest Loser, who wants to be a millionaire, like The Office. Crazy, right? So they're like, yeah, I mean, they were like, yeah, the, the team behind this project is strong. So let's buy it. And I'm like, great. When do we shoot? <laughs> and Jenny <laughs> looks at me and goes like, what? I'm like, yeah, well, they bought it. What? He was like, no, my dear boy. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. They buy 100 scripts. And out of 100 scripts, they decide to maybe order six or nine oh, to man. be made as pilots or episode one. And then maybe six or seven or eight of those pilots get ordered into series. Wow. So we have a long way to go. I'm like, holy mother of the Lord, we should have done the spin-off. Oh my God, I'm going to be unemployed. I'm like, I started stressing, like I have to go back to Mexico and do like a novella or a sitcom there and, you know, <laughs> feel the piggy bank and then come back. I mean, it was uh, stressful. And the negotiations got a little bit stuck with the Colombia because the property, Colombia has never dealt or negotiated a 30-minute multi-cam sitcom, which is one of the most successful and profitable TV formats in the world. They have also done, they have only done the one-hour dramedy, like Ugly Betty, like these kind of shows. So there were new clauses in the contract that they didn't quite understand, but they were industry standards. Like no one was trying to get advantage of them, obviously, but they were so new to them. They were like, oh, no, no, this is not good. We cannot accept it. Like, what do you mean you can't accept it? This is, this is industry standard. It's like, it's like, you have to accept that this, this is not, we cannot modify this. So finally, uh, we got to, to, to sign the contract and it was the last uh, pilot order for CBS. Broke was the last pilot order. Like we were already two weeks late. Like it was, there were no more pilot orders and, and Broke came about and then we shot the pilot. And the best compliment we received, because I like to hear compliments from cameramen and crew members because they have had everybody in front of their cameras from Al Pacino to, I mean, you name it. They, they have worked with everyone. So when you are looking at them operating the camera and they go like, <laughs> you're like, yes. It's a success. Yes. It's a success. <laughs> yeah. If you get a smile on their faces and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's, you, know, you know they're liking it and they have seen everything. So it was a good sign. And then another crew member told us, you know how, it, how the pilot felt like? It felt like a, like an already established successful show was shooting another great episode. And that was the best compliment. Did, did you get that kind of reaction the night that Harvey was a guest? <laughs> without a doubt, without uh, a doubt. I mean, Harvey can tell you, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the, the energy on set is so laid back and everybody's so friendly and nice because, uh, you know, you hear these horror stories of Hollywood on how, Everybody's tense and everybody's like so pretentious and don't look at me directly in the eye because you might disturb my process and all those bullshit, right? That we hear from Hollywood, but uh, it's I, a nice, it was, nice environment, yeah. right? It was amazing. I mean, and to, and, and you guys normally shoot in front of a live audience, right? And I was, yeah. I was thanking God that you didn't that day for whatever reason, because it would have been so intimidating and to your point everybody was so nice the director was so nice all the cast members the experience of cast members that's probably why it seems like a seasoned show like everybody's been there done that awesome cast members and and you were obviously so nice and just being in conversation with everybody all the time and you in particular kind of made everything kind of ease much more uh, easily once we actually shot the scene but there's so many ins and outs and and again, like this is so out of my realm of anything that I ever thought I'd be doing. So I had to say <laughs> yes. Um, but I mean, so much fun and an awesome experience. And I thank you guys so much for having me. And, and to Larry's point, the ratings are just going to soar the more and more. So once that oh, soccer cool. episode comes on. No, Hyman, <laughs> the reason we didn't shoot with a live audience was because it was a difficult episode to yes, shoot because yes, we had a lot right. of exterior, exterior shots. I believe it was the first episode of our new director. And so sometimes they're like, okay, it's a brand new show. It's, you know, it's not, we're not that season. It's a brand new show. We have a new director. There are a lot of exterior shots. Let's just do this episode, you know, at closed doors. And so that, that was the reason. So if, if you were shooting that same episode tonight and we weren't all in quarantine, 
would you still invite Harvey to be on with that mustache? <laughs> oh, Most yeah. definitely. I mean, it is. We know uh, it, it might it might have a little bit more germs and living there, and like a like a micro very micro clean. universe. It's very clean. <laughs> First time I've been clean shaven in like five years, so everything's clean. Nice. Um, nice. No, I was going to say. You know, say, it was I, funny because I didn't know. Of course, when I hear that we had a soccer episode, I'm like, I, I have to include LAFC. I like, I have to. This is my team, my passion. I have to. This wasn't written in the episode, by the way. So uh, to have an LAFC, you know, player. So I'm like, I, I talked to Alex Hirsch, like my show. I'm like, please, Alex, we have to come on. Let's. And so the first idea was, let's do it very subtle. Let's, like, for example, I'm there, you know, because that, the episode is about me thinking that I'm a great coach for minor league and I end up, I, I suck at it. And then my, my butler, Luis, ends up being a better coach. So at the end of the, so the first idea was like, okay, let's just do it very subtle. Like, for example, I'm there teaching the kids and the kids look at me like they hate me. And then we pan the camera and Jordan is next to me, right? Like, so Javier, you invited me exactly here for what? And I'll go like, just, just keep the kids hydrated. We'll, we'll be good. <laughs> like like that, like just like a small cameo. Just, but I wanted to, you know, to have a crust in the show and, and support LAFC, of course. That was my 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 intention. And then Alex Hirschlag, showrunner, sweetheart, he was like, no, no, let's let's do a proper cameo, like a proper walking cameo dialogue, you know, lines. And I'm like, oh, even better. I I, I love that. Yeah. And and I'm not one for like showboating or like known for my juggling or my tricks, but I remember. <laughs> I remember the director going, going, you know, do a little juggling to come up here. And then he, he comes to me and we did like three takes. And each time he kind of gradually pushed me a little bit more and more. But I remember on the last one, he's like, okay, if that was like a, a five, let's make it to a nine. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like that's the best I got, buddy. I'm a yeah, defender. Yeah, I don't know. And then what about easy, easy passing you the ball? It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It worked out great. But yeah, thank you again. The people there were awesome. It was an amazing experience. And I'm so uh, glad that it's doing well. Congratulations again. We haven't gotten into to all of your amazing accolades, but we do this thing on Shooting the Shot called Start Bench Cut. Um, Will did it with some of his movies. We did Carlos with uh, some of the places he's played. And with you, we thought we'd change Wait, it Carlos up. Carlos, he's pregnant, right? Yes. I mean He's having, a, he's having a, a girl. You got a baby. Having a wonderful yeah. time during quarantine, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, your wife was pregnant and you had your baby. Yes, yes, we're good to go. It's, uh, she's going to kill me for this. About eight, eight weeks now. So uh, we're pushing just over two months and we're cruising, man. She's the best baby nice. ever. We're so grateful. So oh, grateful. Good for you. Blessing. Yeah, man. the first one was a nightmare. So this one. Uh, God, God helped us out with this one. She sleeps and she sleeps really well. Um, but with you, uh, Houston May got in her first LAFC match. She got in her first LAFC match and then everything, uh, went to Miami team. Yeah. But she came for the Miami match and I'm dreading it now. But my wife was like, why don't you take her out onto the field and walk her out? And I was like, she's like, she's like three weeks old. I was like, yeah. let's take it easy. Yeah, not a good um, idea. I'll have, I'll have more <laughs> games to do that. But now I'm like, I man, I should have squeezed that one in. I should have squeezed yeah, that I one agree. in, absolutely. So anyways, start cut bench. Uh, like I was saying, we've changed it up for each guest. And with you, because you're so well-rounded in all of your skills, oh, we wanted you. to narrow it down to your acting ability. And you have to start cut bench, stage acting like Broadway. Yeah. To voice acting, which you've done a lot of and uh -huh. had amazing success. And then on screen acting, which is obviously your most popular. So between those three, and I've read somewhere from our extensive research team that you love Broadway, you love stage acting, and yeah. you've obviously had a lot of success with the other two. Um, so start, cut, bench between those three. Oh, my God. I would have to, I would, ha I would have to, with those three, I would have to cut voice acting. The, I would, I would uh, star uh, mu musical theater. And what was the third one? It's, it's, uh, on screen. On screen, on screen like, like TV, whatever. Yeah. I will bench, I will bench that one. You bench that. So you're most exhilarating is on the stage, Broadway. Without a doubt. 
without a doubt. I mean, doing Broadway musical theater, it is without a doubt the most exhilarating, beautiful, passionate, fulfilling experience in life. Like many actors are, have stage fright. They, they don't like that. That's why I love Broke. It's like doing a mini play every single week with a live audience. So that it, it's incredible. Wait a but, second. Uh, Actors have stage fright? I need to go back to that. Some of them do, yeah. <laughs> wow. Some of them do, and that's, they, they don't like to be in front of an audience. They like to do movies. They like to do television, perhaps. Some actors love to be, love to do theater and don't really enjoy, you know, a single camera show or a movie. It's, yeah. it's a very, I, I happen to love all the disciplines of the entertainment business because I, I'm, I just live for my, for my profession, for my, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. But uh, yeah, the, without theater, without a doubt, like for example, when I did Billy Flynn in Chicago, I did like 60 or 70 shows, but sometimes you're doing musical theater for 100, 200 shows every single day. And some days twice because you have the matinee and the main show. Every single time I jump on stage, it was one of the happiest moments in my life, in my life. And every single show is different because you feed, up, you feed from the audience. But every single time, I walk up those stairs. I don't know if you've seen Chicago lately on Broadway, but Billy Flynn has the best character introduction ever. Like you have the beautiful, sexy girls singing, we want Billy, you know, all this <laughs> sexiness. And then he jumps on stage and goes like, is everybody here? Is everybody ready? <laughs> I mean, the joy, the joy, it's just on this Friday. Well, the short time I've spent with you, um, you know, your energy is undeniable and it's infectious. So I can imagine being on the stage is something that you would uh, thrive in. Uh, but voice acting, you're just gonna you're just gonna cut that, huh? I feel I don't I don't know much about it. So please explain how one gets into voice acting. It's funny. It's funny because I I did a couple of movies in Mexico. I actually, oh my God, I almost dubbed Will on Megamind. I almost dubbed Will. I was going to that's be. A I was great, going to be, that's a great piece of information. Pump I back. was going to be his voice in Latin America, but that never happened. But I was the voice of, of uh, Jerry Seinfeld when he did B movie. I did him for Latin America. Then Ashton Kutcher no for Open Season. You know, the, the one, the one horned deer. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. And I did a couple of other movies in Mexico. But it's funny because when movies are finished in the States and they arrive to Mexico for the Latin American version, there's there's, it's not a creative process. The movie is done. So you have yeah. to lip sync to whatever the character is. It, I mean, you know, the movie is finished. Now, for, with Coco, uh, with Coco was beautiful. I was actually working on Broadway doing Chicago. And I had the call from our amazing director, Lee Unkrich. And he was like, okay, let's do the first session in New York. So we did the first session in New York. That's, the movie is not even done. They, I mean, they have just sketches and some animations on how the skeletons might look like and how Miguel looks like, but the movies, so you go, and so you have to do it. And because the movie's not put together yet, they, Lee, as a, as a director, and Adrian Molina, they don't really know if that moment is gonna be cheerful, not so cheerful, sad, depressing. So you have to do the scene in, in different uh, tones for when they put the movie together, they find the right tone for that specific scene or that moment. And, and of course, you have callbacks because once a movie is more put together, they might need something very, very specific so they, they call you back. So you have like two or three times that you go to the studio and you just uh, act based on what the director tells you. Well, so it's not as easy as one who knows nothing about it may think. There's obviously multiple times that you're coming in doing things and yeah. it's very time consuming. And they're long sessions. I mean, good thing is you don't have a camera in front of you. If you yeah. want, you arrive with your sweat. You don't have to shower. I mean, not that I shower in the past month, but uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't judge. It's quarantine. We're quarantined. But uh, <laughs> for example, once you have the, the, the character, like for example, Elena of Avalor, I, I play a recurring role. It's easier because now you know how Julio sounds like. I did a thing for, you don't worry, your daughters, I mean, your kids will. I know. Yeah, Elena Vavalor, I did the Lion Guard. I, I did a penguin in the Lion Guard. I'm gonna be in, in Poppy Dog Pals. These are I all did, my uh, these are all on like repeat. So your your voice 
is echoing through our house at all times. Ducktails. Come on. Ducktails, Don Carnage. That was a, a big a big <laughs> shoes to fill because the original voice actor for that character and many, many more iconic actors, he, he's like a legend, like an icon. I cannot remember his name right now, but uh but he's like an icon. So he was like, ooh, uh, there's you know, ducktails in have big fan big fan base and, and you don't want to disappoint them. So, you know, there are some some ones that are tricky. Some are trickier than others, but yeah. So speaking of loving the limelight and getting in front of a big crowd and performing, how about singing one of the most difficult pieces of music ever written in front of a full house at Dodger Stadium? The national Ooh. anthem. Twice. Twice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know one time you wore a beautiful LAFC Dodger mashup shirt. Yeah. They get, they hate they hate on me a little bit because it was from the past season. It wasn't the new one. It was, <laughs> it was from the uh, that just but, uh, that just pressured them to get you the new one. Exactly. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The first time they called me was like, Would you like to sing uh, the Star Spangled Banner? And I'm like you know what, guys? I mean, it, it was for the September 16th game, which is a Mexican Independence Day. It's not Cinco de Mayo. It's September 16th. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't. If you ask me to sing, you know, and because it's September 16th and it's a Mexican Independence Day and Fernando Valenzuela is going to be there, maybe if you want me to sing the Mexican anthem, it'll make more sense. They're like, okay, great. And me and my big mouth, right? Why don't you sing both? And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, sing the Mexican anthem and the start. I'm like, <laughs> it is extremely nerve wracking to know that you're going to sing an anthem. And now imagine both. So, of course, I rehearsed for three weeks nonstop. I was in my house doing nothing, and all of a sudden, oh, sick. And my wife was like, shut the, shut it. <laughs> just stop singing the anthems. Mexican, Turkish, American, I don't care. Just stop it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I have to rehearse. I have to put in the, the you know, sometimes. Luciano Pavarotti used to say that he only knew 40 songs in his repertoire, but 40 songs that he sang throughout his 40, 50 year career over and over and over again. So those songs were already in his bones. That's yeah. why they were so beautiful. And, and of course, because of his undeniable, beautiful voice. But the more you sing a song, the more you get it in your system, in your bones, and the, and the more comfortable you feel. Really. It's, like, it's like everything is rehearsing like you when you are rehearsing for a specific shot for a penalty shot, for whatever. You rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, and then you become good at it. So, yeah, it was, it was nerve-wracking to sing both. But it was, it was beautiful. It is a great honor. To be honest, it feels amazing. It is a humongous honor because we live in this country, and we are so grateful, like a, a, any other immigrant who lives in this country and, and you know, provide, and you, can, you are able to provide for your family. And, and it's, it's incredibly grateful. And it's also a very beautiful song to sing. It's a beautiful song that allows you to to really stretch your your i mean ask ask uh, jordan's wife it's, yeah are, are, are you are you speaking you're speaking of the star spangled banner not the mexican yeah, the national anthem. Banner. yeah no, the mexican and, anthem is not fun at all i mean it's no very, but very martial no but, but to uh, your point like a week leading up she's because she's saying the national anthem a lot so like you yeah. said it's kind of in her bones but a week leading up she's in the bathroom just wailing trying to yeah. get those pipes uh moving but yeah to, and then to yeah. sing too that's difficult as well because I, from what I've learned, because there might yeah. be different keys or, or you know, one well, starts you here, have, and, and that's the difficult part. And, and she has the pipe that and she does pipe. that. She had the her iPhone, so she played it the second time oh. around because she's done the national anthem and then the Canadian. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it's difficult, man. And, and it it's is, more it – honestly, right, it's, right. I'm, I'm more nervous than her, and I'm more nervous for <laughs> that than the actual game when she's, when she's singing. But that, but that was that was very clear because you know you're loved you're loved uh, the LAFC uh, family loves you and of course having your wife singing the Canadian national anthem not that we not that we will be disrespectful because that's what I love about the 3252 and the and the supporters they're very respectful I mean yes there is a rivalry when it comes to games but they're very polite and very respectful when it comes to it's a very sane rivalry uh, between teams uh, but it's good that it's one of our own. That are singing, that is singing yes. another you know, yes. country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, since you talked about or you brought up the 3252, 
Uh, tell us and tell our massive global audience, Jaime. Yeah, I know. Millions, how it millions is, and millions. Well, now, now that I'm Millions and millions. <laughs> uh, how, how is it that you came to become such a passionate member of our club? They invited me to a game. You know, us, as public figures, we receive a lot of invitations. Come here, come there. Oddly enough, I was never invited to a Galaxy game. Not that I wanted to go, but I, I, I was never invited. And Carson and then, is a long drive. Listen, I, I, I didn't have a passport back then. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have my travel documents, so I, I, I couldn't have gone anywhere. But, it's scary out there, yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so they invited me, and for some reason, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I, I feel like going to this one. And my policy is, I don't know. You don't have to know. I don't know what. I, I really feel like going. I, you know this? The universe, man, is really strange. It's like, I, I don't want to say like, I, I don't want to go like, oh, I, I assigned. No, I just felt like going. I really wanted to go. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. And then I get there. And I see the stadium. And I see the, the supporters, North End, going crazy, nonstop. For the beginning to the end of the game, like, what the fuck? What is wrong? <laughs> what, what is this? It was so passionate. And you know, of course, LAFC, you understand they will invite you first because you're an influencer. You have followers. They want to get the word out. I totally respect that. It's, 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 it's a business decision to invite influencers to the game to get the word out there to millions and millions of people that this team is amazing and the ambient. In the, in the stadium is great and whatever, right? Of course, and you understand and you, and you, and you play ball with them and whatever. So I went, I, I did a little video thing, like, yes, I'm with the 3252. But dude, I knew nothing. Like, like, Rich, yes, I would do this video for you because you were kind enough to invite me and I feel the vibe of the stadium and the supporters. Sure, I'll do it. But I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, to be honest. And then after the game, I'm like, this is in insane. Like, this is my team. I'm from Mexico, so of course, soccer or football is our national sport. So, of course, I'm a supporter of Pumas in, in Mexico. And I'm like, this is, this is my team. This is my team. I'm living in Los Angeles now for 10 years. This is my team, period. So I went to see Rich to his offices the next day or in five days. And I'm like, Rich, I want to tell you something. I love this team. I love it. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for introducing me to this. Thank you. You have me. And then Rich was like, okay, perfect. What can we do for you? I'm like, no, nothing. No, you, no, you understand. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> to thank you I'm for in. the offer. But zero, I'm here to use me. What can I do? Like, I love this team. I want this to be my team. And from that moment on, I never missed a game, a single game. I was very lucky because shooting, I was shooting at the same time and filming and doing projects. And for some reason, games always landed on, on free days that I, that I could come. It was very difficult for my wife to understand that I was going to every single game. It's like, what is it? Are you, do you have a girlfriend in the stadium? I'm like, yes, I have a wife. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, uh, I loved it. I loved it. And of course, people started saying that if I got paid, if I, if I was a paid influencer for the team, and of course, of course I'm not, I've never was. I don't know. I don't think the LA is. We can't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, I also heard that if I was one of the owners, because I, you know, social media haters, of course he needs to support the team. He owns it. I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I would love to though. But, uh, and then, and then, it, you know, I just passionately, uh, just, I love the team. It is my team. It is my family. I love the 3252, all the community service they do, how they help. Boom, immediately, the community, boom, let's help, go fund me, let's help, the, let's do a toy drive. <clears throat> when you guys went to Mexico for the, to Leon. play against Leon, yeah. exactly, I was going to go there. That trip I, I couldn't make because of work, but I talked to your uh, 3252 family, Elizabeth, is it, or Roxana, but I, I tried to hook them up with, with UB, the school supplies, because they... They go to, or, to orphanages and they give school supplies. And they, I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible. I've become very close friends of, of Jose and Julio Ramos. We talk constantly. We are in constant uh, contact with each other. I just, I don't know. I, it's my team. Well, I think everybody's had that, that moment that you described where it is kind of a jaw-dropping, um, you know, 
uh, light bulb moment where you're like, oh my God, this is a family that I want to be part of. And at the same time, you're thinking that they're opening their arms and just including you into anything and everything. And I think yeah. that's, that's, you know, everybody I, I've talked to about it has their own story. And it's great that, you know, you came, it was all uh, stars aligned. What game did you go to? What was your first game? I don't even remember. There you go. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember, but I was, and I can just imagine how it is for you guys as players to know that, that they have your back 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. They have your back. It is, wow. it is, it is amazing. And I mean, you've been to probably more games than some of our players, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously having those fans there is, is ridiculous. And it's something I've never experienced in my career. So to have teams that you've played on in the past and then to come here, similar to maybe your experience, you had, you supported Puma and then you come here and you see this, it's just yeah. something, it's infectious. You just want to be a part of it. So that's really cool. And I love the last game. Uh, I never know how to pronounce N-G-U-E-Y-N. Lee Nguyen. 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 I never know how to pronounce the last name. Nguyen. Dude, I almost, I, I almost cried when he went and played for Miami. The ovation he got, like, yeah. Okay, it helped that we were winning, to be honest. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he was part of the family and he still 100%. is a part of the family. And, and the, the way they applauded him, and yeah, like, he's like, Dude, you see that? Like, it's like it's it's a it's a beautiful sentiment to be honest. And I get really invested. I, I don't know if you've seen me during the games, Larry. You have. I get really invested. I'm like, do not talk to me when I'm watching a game, especially Leon. I have a friend of mine from Leon, Spicy. We made a bet. I'm like, if you win, I will wear the Leon jersey or my avatars for, for a week. But if I win, you will wear. So of course, the two zero in Leon was like heavy on my shoulders. I'm like. <laughs> we had we had to win three zero, right? It was, it was we were all one. thinking that way, but yeah. I, but I'm like, of course you want to fuck me, of course. And Rich, yeah, yeah, I hope. I'm like, and then I saw Will. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I will want to win. They look at me like, and I, and I and I was like, am I the only one that knows for sure that we're gonna win? What is this? Am I am I the only one positive here? What the fuck is wrong? No, I mean we all want to. I'm like, okay, well let's fucking do it. And we did it, man. Three zero. Oh my god, it was impressive. But I was there, and and you know a lot of Mexicans came to the. To the game from Leon, yeah. And on the third goal, which was very close to the end, right? The, the third goal was like, like maybe minutes before uh, the end, the, the 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 game ended. I'm like, yes, damn it! And he turns, can can I have a picture? I'm like, don't you dare ask me for a picture right now! You <laughs> celebrate, but, but because you're celebrating, exactly. And then of course, after 46, I'm like, yeah, sure, let's take a picture. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was super fun. It was was fun that day. your was that your favorite uh, LAFC experience? Without a doubt, of course not. When we beat five three the Galaxy. So there's a a, a beautiful picture, uh, and yeah. I I shared it with Jordan the other day. Where you yes. Well, first <laughs> of all, how about it's a the it's a, it's a great picture. It was amazing. You know what I what what happened with the cup? I think in Jordan. I mean, you you were you were on the field. You can tell me. But I, the feeling I got was like there was so much at stake for, on that game. We had to make a we had to make a statement. This was insane. Like not being able to beat Galaxy and always either tying up with them or losing. It was insane. It was like this is not. We are we are a better team. It's it's just this. But of course, you have, you know, it's heavy. You know, they've been around for, what, 16 years or 15, whatever? Oh, over 20. Yeah. Oh, over 20. Since well, the beginning, yeah. Since the beginning. It was the first team, right? The first MLS team, I think. One of them. So yeah. yeah. One of them. So imagine the pressure and the pressure and the pressure. So they were so much, so much was on the line for that game that when we won, I couldn't, I couldn't talk for two weeks, by the way. My voice was gone for two weeks. Thank God I didn't have to sing or do anything like, you know, work related because I was screwed. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. The energy, I was exhausted for four days. Exhausted. So of course, everything, you guys as players, you left everything for that game. And it was necessary to make a statement. We had to make a statement. We had to fucking win and, and win like contundentemente, like, you know, I don't know the word in English. Contundente. It had to be a... We'll look, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, and we did. So, of course, the next game, it's not that we didn't have the energy or that we didn't have the will. 
I think we were kind of like exhausted from from the previous uh, from the previous experience, right? For I mean, the game. It's, like, you're you're not you're not wrong. Um, you know, that was that was our worry after that game, and we we prepared the whole week leading up to the Seattle game um, with with that in mind. You know, saying we need to come with the same energy, we need to come with the same intensity. But there was something to that game, just a heightened sense of pressure and, you know, almost an obligation to the fans to beat the Galaxy. And when that yeah. happens, it's like a massive monkey on your back, off your back. So, um, yeah, to your point, you know, I think a little of that did seep in. The, the emotion um, that was the Galaxy game may not have been the Seattle Sounders game because we didn't have that rivalry with the Sounders we had beat them numerous times before that. But yeah. they came in with a great game plan, and they played well. They finished their chances, which is, you know, difficult for us. It's similar to the Seattle game or the, the Salt Lake game the prior year where, you know, they get a few chances, they put them away. But yeah, for, for me, you I know, agree with you. Me? That, Galaxy, that Galaxy game was, was the best moment, I feel like, other than the Lyon in recent that memory. was another one that was yeah, another one but, another uh, one. but those the energy, two were, you can, were the... you can feel you felt the energy in the stadium yeah. it was so dense like it was uh, the 3250 i've never heard the, i've heard twice the 3252 i'd be like whoa they are very tonight tonight is very special it was in during the galaxy that galaxy game and the leon game yeah. i've never heard the uh, even the pace of the songs was faster. <laughs> you, you can feel that fucking drive. They had a drive to like, we're going to fucking destroy these guys. And we did. And it's pretty much like in acting, when you're doing a project, when you cannot be sick for eight months because you're shooting and shooting and you're the lead. And of course, even though you have insurance, you cannot not show up to, to set. You have to show up every single day and work for eight months. Eight months and one day when they wrap, boom, you, you have a cold. <laughs> or, or you get a virus or something like yeah, yeah, sure. like okay now now you relax so i kind of relate i gotta relate a little bit with that but it was <laughs> you've had a multitude of experiences at bank of california stadium you've gone into the belly of the beast in the north end with the supporters you've been down in the northwest corner in what we affectionately call rich's pit shout out to rich orozco you're rich. You've you've been up in the director's box, but you've had an experience that I think almost no one has had. And that experience is you got to watch a game with Carlos Vela. You ended up upstairs in in the suite where his family usually sits. Doesn't doesn't happen. Never has never happened before, I guess, right? I don't know what I don't know what well Carlos is a good friend and I and I love him very much and he's very cool and and everything but uh what I was doing oh that day that day I was shooting my YouTube video that I, I posted on my channel about an experience of going to the LAFC game and and Carlos was injured. So we were texting, how are you? What are you doing? I'm here. Are you watching the game? Yes, I'm here. The suite you should come up. Yeah, it should come up, whatever. So I went up and we're there, we're watching, we're talking. I'm like, hey, wait. Do, do you mind if I ask you something real quick for the YouTube thing? Sure, sure, let's do it. And that's what the little uh, clip we have on. So why are you not playing? Is there a reason? Are you fucking tired? Is like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you watch that YouTube game, uh, that YouTube video, but it was funny. But yes, I got to watch a little bit and he was, uh, you know, he's a very, he's a very nice guy. He's very mellow. He's very centered. He's very balanced. He's like, he's, you know how he is. You know, whoever... So for the ones of us who know Carlos, we know his personality. We don't take it personal. It's his personality. But maybe people that don't know him might not know how passionate he is about the sport because he maybe doesn't like to show it that much. I mean, I don't know. It's just, just different personalities, I guess. So any truth to the rumor that um, you ended a friendship with the guy who recorded the Spanish language voiceover on the Welcome Chicharito video for the uh, Carson Gallagher. No, no, not at all. Eugenio Derbez. Eugenio Derbez, you mean Eugenio? Uh-huh. No, Eugenio is a good friend of mine. He's a I very, know. I know. very, very well-respected actor in Latin America and super successful. But listen, okay, I don't mean to hate on Eugenio because I love him deeply, but I do this for a living and I do recognized paid ads. 
<laughs> I maybe I'm mistaken. If I'm mistaken, I apologize publicly. <laughs> but that shout out looked like a what like a like a paid thingy, like a paid <laughs> shout out. I I don't mind. I, I, I and I'm sure you it. being accused of being a paid fan, you know, took offense to go. that. There you go. I'm yeah. just returning the favor, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that, that Eugenio loves Chicharito and that Eugenio is friends of, of, of Chicharito. Of course, I don't have that. I, I don't I don't doubt that. But it, you know the oh yeah whatever and the, you know the little shout out was a little too much staged. It was a little bit staged. It, I mean <laughs> at, at least. But hey, they have a lot of money, man. AEG uh, has a lot of money, so bring it on. <laughs> moving on to the last segment, and this is something that is a tradition, and I and I hope you can carry it on. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little bit different this time around, but I thought it would be fitting. If you could close us out with some sort of opera song. Opera song? I don't know any <laughs> opera song. Uh, I can do, what song did I do? Uh, so we had, hey. so just to, just to go over, we had, uh, Carlos did a Suavemente, a little singing Suavemente. I sang that with him. Uh, nice. Will did uh, uh, Dust, Dust in the, the wind. wind. And I played some guitar with him with that. And then... Uh, Steve Nash we had on, and he did uh, All Night Long, Lionel Richie. Whoa, yes. that's a good one. I, I like very much Stand By Me, but I don't know the lyrics. Oh, Let me find the lyrics. All right. Do you know Stand By Me? Yeah. The guitar? Oh, oh no. No, I don't. I don't. Come on. No, the, the, the I just acapella. Acapella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acapella. <clears throat> All right. Let's see how it goes. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, hopefully. I, okay. Okay. All right. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. No, I won't be afraid. No, I won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. And darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, now stand by me. Stand by me. Stand by me. I think that's it. That's amazing. <laughs> Woo! Bueno, 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 bueno. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank amazing. You so Had I known oh, that was going to be a song, I would have learned it. But I was trying oh. to get some, some opera. That was amazing, though. Thank you so much for that. Don't worry, Harvey. We'll give you, we'll give you uh, 10 minutes. We'll go, go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for oh, closing God. it out with the beautiful song. Be well, and hopefully we will be together at the bank. Oh, in the not too distant future, my friend. Hopefully Thank soon. You Thank so you much. for having me, guys. I love you so much. Thank you. Stay safe and take care. Go LAFC. Well,